You're listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast, your place for life-changing messages that will build your faith and propel your life. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? Uh, And today we're going to talk about understanding the name of Jesus. I think it's important that we understand the name of Jesus. Uh, and, and I don't know, uh, there's a couple of different ways that I feel uh, that I have in my heart that I, that I sense that will go the rest of the, 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 the Sundays. Like, you know, we could talk about why Jesus came and we could talk about the, who Jesus really is. Dr. Rodney Howard Brown has a book, Who Jesus Really Is. Because people have their, a cons- you know, an idea of who Jesus is. And, and, but if you look at the Bible and you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right, and you really read it with an eye to study who he is, I think you'd be shocked. I really do. I, I think you'd be like, wow, I didn't know that about Jesus. A lot of us, uh, you know, uh, have, you know, just, you know, Jesus because of what you hear in a sermon or you hear, you know, growing up. But, but you know, it's important to do a study on who Jesus really is. If he's the head of the church, you should know him. You should know who he is and why he came and, how, and, and so on and so forth. So I'm excited about uh, the message today. I've been reading E.W. Kenyon's book, The Wonderful Name of Jesus. If you don't have this book, you need to get this book. Phenomenal book. Phenomenal book. Brother Hagen, because uh, I listened to his series on the name of Jesus, and uh, when he taught it, he said, there really wasn't anything out there on the name of Jesus. He said, all I found was E.W. Kenyon's book, um, the wonderful name of Jesus. And he said, man, every believer needs to have this book. And so and we've had it for a while, and it's been a long time since I've read it. Uh, and, and, and so it was a good, you know, uh, brush up, and I learned some new things, as, as, as it should be. And so, you know, some of you have been in church a while, and some of you think you know what the name of Jesus means. Some of you have an idea, but approach this as if you know nothing. Approach this with an open heart, with, with, with saying, you know, Lord, I want to learn everything I can learn about this. And some of you have no idea, which is wonderful. I love that some people have no idea about the name of Jesus, what exactly is going on, right? I love new believers. I love people getting saved, so don't feel inferior here. You are welcome here if you don't know Jack. You're about to learn some things. Praise God, right? This place is for everybody. And so my job as a pastor is to teach those that are just coming to the Lord and those that have been here or been around for a while, be able to present a message, give a message that everybody's able to feed from. And so I believe that this message will do that. Go to Ephesians. We're going to start in Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I lo- I, a little side note. I just love how Paul says, I heard about your faith. And I heard about your love. You know how they go hand in hand. We're faith people, but man, we need to be love people. People who love, 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 love. People who show mercy. People who are quick to forgive. Come on, amen. Paul says, I heard about your faith, man. I heard you move mountains. I heard you do incredible things in the name of Jesus. And, and your faith is doing incredible things, but I heard of your love. People should hear about our love. 
People should hear about how merciful we are, how gracious we are. I'm not talking about you uh, becoming a doormat, but I'm talking about a person of forgiveness or somebody who's able to reconcile. Man, if you're able to reconcile, what does that mean? That means, you know, that you're able to build back the bridge of mercy, right? If, you, if you're that person, oh my gosh, man. I'm telling you, God is looking for people like that, man, that can build back the bridge of mercy, that you're the one that always extends the hand of mercy, always looking to make peace. Man, if that's you, I'm telling you, man, God will see to it, man. I'm telling you right now, God is looking for people like that. And I want to be like that. I have not always been like that. That's not my natural tendency. My natural tendency is to squash them like a bug. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. My, my natural tendency is not to, you did me wrong, I'm going to get you. And, you know, I, I, the equalizer, I want to come with a bat. And, you know, I, I just, that's how my mind operates. But I'm not, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to let that be who I am. I, I want to I live from my spirit man, right? The nature that's on the inside of me, the Christ-like nature that, that is on the inside of me, that Shows mercy. And, and I, I just preached at, a, at my friend's church this past Wednesday up in Troy, Pens Troy, Pennsylvania. He's got a church, about 1,600 members, awesome, thriving church. Preached there multiple times. I love going there. And, and I taught on, he, was, he had a series going on relationships, and I taught on things that I've learned in, in uh, being married, just some pointers, some things that I've, that I've picked up over, and I've only married 10 years, but I feel like 10 years, you start to get just a little bit, a little bit of authority on them, not, not much, the people here have been married longer than I've been alive, I understand that, but just some things that I've learned, right, and, and, and one of the things that I've shared with you is uh, when Pastor Mike Shepard told me, Pastor Mike Shepard was the staff pastor, still is the staff pastor over Joyce Meyer Ministries. Over 500 people working at headquarters, he's the staff pastor there. And so when I was getting married to Sarah, I didn't have an example. My parents didn't make it. My aunts are on their second marriage. They, I'm be honest with you. Nobody in my family made it except for my grandparents. Nobody. Everybody's all whatever. And if you've had a divorce, fine. I'm just saying my family as well didn't have anybody I can point to to say, hey, can I sit down with you? What did you do to have your marriage succeed? I couldn't do that because none of them succeeded. And so I wanted to find somebody. So I found Mike Shepard, Pastor Mike Shepard. I said, would you sit down with me? I've watched your marriage. I've watched you. I, you know, I desire to have what you have. Would you sit down with me? And he said, absolutely. So I went to Starbucks to sit down with him and he started reading, you know, you're the head of the home, Joe. You, you're the head of the household. You're the leader. And I was getting excited. I said, yes, I am. I'm the head of the household. I'm, I'm the head. That's right. I'm the leader of this home. I'm the boss of this house, right? I get what I say goes. He said, yeah, yeah. He goes, what that also means is that you're the first to repent. You're the first to ask for forgiveness. You're, the first, you're in charge of the peace in your home. He said, you are in charge of maintaining peace in your home. And so in my mind, man, Sarah knows I preach this, and so I'm thinking every time we have an argument, Sarah's up there waiting. I'm thinking, man, she's just waiting for me to come up there. I ain't going this time. I ain't going. And she's coming to me. First of all, it's her problem. She's the one that messed up, but every time I'm just going to humble myself. But, but what I'm trying to tell you is that's the kind of people we need to be with everybody. Not just in our marriages. We need to be the people that extend the hand of mercy every single time. We're in charge. As believers, as spiritual believers, as mature believers, you who are mature, the Bible says, restore them. So we are mature believers in this place. I don't care how long you've been a believer. If you're sitting in this place, you have a desire to grow. I'm counting you as mature. It's your job to extend the hand of mercy. It's your job to say, forgive me. I, I, I messed up. I said this and said that and zip it. Don't go in there. I just, you know, I, I just want to ask for your forgiveness. I, I only said it because you said that, but, you know, I, I wouldn't have done it if you didn't do that. Shh. Even if that's true, man, nobody likes to hear that. Nobody likes to hear that. Learn how to ask for forgiveness the right way. 
Come on, learn how to ask for forgiveness. You know, that's one of the things I realized I better be really good at. <laughs> I needed to ask for forgiveness quite a bit, especially early on. And my wife will tell you, I'm a very good ask for forgiveness person, <laughs> right? And I, I, you, it's going low. It's, it's, it really is. It's humbling yourself. It's, it's humbling yourself to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And whether they say something or not, it does not matter. Whether they, well, you're not going to say nothing. I don't care if they say nothing. My heart is, I'm asking for forgiveness. I am making this right. Right? And so if you want to walk in faith and in power, you're going to need to ask for forgiveness. You're going to need to be quick to repent uh, when you've made a mistake. You're going to need to be quick to acknowledge when you're in the wrong, right? And be a peacemaker. So he says, I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and I've heard of your love for all the saints. It goes on to say, do not cease, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Say, I believe. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand. Seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. Far above. Say, far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. So you see here, Jesus was placed at a, at, a, at a position of authority at the right hand of the Father, above every principality and power, every might and dominion, and his name is above every name. But I want to just back up here. I want to pray over you. That the, I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I ask that you give each and every person under the sound of my voice the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe. Thank you, Father, that you're showing us things, that, that the word is being revealed to us, that we're, we're walking in wisdom, which is the quality of having good judgment, experience, and knowledge. And, Father, we desire revelation, revelation of your word, of your love, and of your will. We want more of you. Father, we're hungry for righteousness. We're hungry for your word. We're hungry to develop into what you've called us to be, Father. We're all in with you. We want to learn and we want to grow, Father. So we're here, open, Lord, and we decide right now, we make a decision decision right now to be doers of the word and we'll get results and we'll see fruit in our lives and father we thank you that we're developing into everything that you've called us to be in jesus name amen amen so the title of the message is understanding the name of jesus so we just saw that jesus was elevated to a place of authority at the right hand of the father above all principalities and powers over every name that is named and we'll also see here in philippians go to the book of philippians if you would Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. I'm going to read to verse 11 if you can get that up in the New King James. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those hidden and of those on earth and of those under the earth. 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Read that again. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. The name of Jesus is the name above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. So whatever has a name bows to the name of Jesus. Whatever, whatever has a name must bow to the name of Jesus. Cancer is a name. Say amen to that. Cancer is a name. Depression is a name. Arthritis is a name. The name above every name, every name must bow to the name of Jesus. You have to understand this. You have to see this, right? We see that the name of Jesus, God has given Jesus the name above every other name. Above every other name. We have the right to use that name against our enemies. We have the right to use it in our petitions and our prayers. The name has been given to us. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says the gift of God is in that name. Go ahead and turn there real quick. I just want you to see that. Romans. Acts and then Romans. Romans eleven twenty nine. Mm, did I get that right? Mm, I may have put the wrong reference there, but it's all right. Go to John 14. I want to look at the promises Jesus made concerning using his name. And I kind of gave you a high-level overview of we have the right to use that name against our enemies. But I remember when I first got a hold of the name of Jesus, the understanding of the name of Jesus. And I remember I just had quit uh, smoking cigarettes. How many of you ever quit smoking cigarettes? Some of you may be still smoking cigarettes, but it's okay. This here will help you, right? I first got a hold of this, the name of Jesus. I, I, I started to understand that it's the name above every name. And, and, and so I, I, when I quit smoking cigarettes, I would get this feeling in my stomach. Some people bubble gut. Some people call it just like, like you know, <laughs> this craving, I, you know, this anxiety. Right? You get this anxiety coming over you to, to want to smoke another cigarette. And I remember I was in the men's home at Joyce Meyer Ministries, and, and, and uh, I was sneaking out to smoke cigarettes the first two, three months, right? I was still kind of slipping through the cracks. And, and the pastor came up to me and said, Joe, I know what you're doing. I just want to encourage you to stop. You know, I had seen him kick people out for smoking cigarettes. I had seen him come in, toss a room, you know, look everywhere and, 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 and you know, and, and, and all of that. He didn't do that with me. I, I, just because where I was, you know, he had every right to, but where I was in that moment, it would have it caused me to go the other way. But he was led and he said, Joe, I know what you're doing and, and I encourage you to stop. And I said, oh, man. And I, I, I'm, and I started to feel a little bit of a conviction. And so the next morning I came and I said, here they are. He said, where'd you get them? I said, I ain't there yet. I ain't ratting out my boy. <laughs> I, I had a friend that would go get them for me. There's some kid that was around, you know, in the neighborhood. He wanted me to rat him out. I said, I ain't ratting nobody out. <laughs> and, and so, you know, but when you quit smoking cold turkey like that, man, that's, that could be difficult. That could be difficult. And so I remember learning, I was learning about the name of Jesus, and I remember just getting this feeling. I was, I was, I was anxious. I, I, I was craving it so bad. 
And I just started to say, no, 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 in the name of Jesus. No, no, this, this feeling is not going to overtake me. I, I'd heard the preacher say that about something else, and I just said, you know what? I believe this, and so in the name of Jesus, I'm not addicted to nicotine. In the name of Jesus, this feeling is not going to overtake me. I, I didn't know much of anything. I could barely you know, tell you a, a, a Bible story, but the name of Jesus had become uh, just a, rea- a reality, a very little way. I didn't really understand the whole thing, but I, I just decided, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe this, and I'm going to use that name and I started to feel that that, that feeling started to, to suppress and started to go down. And, and then I got complete relief in that moment. And that's when I realized this thing is real. <laughs> uh, that's when I realized the name of Jesus is real. Some kid addicted, had no idea about any of this stuff. I just started getting taught, you know, just like I'm teaching this now. I started hearing a little bit of understanding and I just decided to deploy the name of Jesus. And that feeling started to subside. So why? Because it's the name above every name. And th- th- this feeling, anxiety, right, that has to bow to the name of Jesus. You know, I know some people take, and I used to take a medication, right, for anxiety. I remember taking, it was Ativan. I remember taking Klonopin. Uh, I remember even for a while, it was Xanax, man. It's Xanax like crazy. Uh, and, and I was abusing it. You know, I had some anxiety, but, you know, uh, but I remember when I would get a little bit of anxiety and I would take one, I would get relief. The name of Jesus is the same way. You start to feel, in the name of Jesus, this feeling is not going to overtake me. Relief starts to come. Immediately, relief starts to come, right? You don't even need to know a whole lot of scripture. In the name of Jesus. And I'm going to show you how you can use that. We, we teach our daughter this. If you're ever in a situation where you're in trouble, you don't know what to do, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus. I'm going to read in a moment. I'm getting ahead of myself because this is so good. But I'm going to show you how, how you can deploy that name. But real quick, go to John 14, 13. So this is Jesus, right? He's given us uh, uh, promises Jesus made concerning using his name. John 14, 13 says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Whatever you ask in my name, Jesus is saying, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. This is a striking promise, right? When we realize that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, right? Jesus holds the highest position in the universe as the head of the church, and he is saying to us, whatever you ask, ask it in my name. Use my name, right? You know what a power of attorney is? right? If I give Gideon power of attorney, first of all, I have to be in my right mind to do it. I have to be alive to do it. Jesus is alive at this point, and he's giving us the power of attorney to use his name. So I say, Gideon, I'm going to give you this document, and you can now act on my behalf. You can do things in my name. He can sell property, right? He can buy property. He can, he can make decisions and sign on, on my behalf, right? And so that's exactly what Jesus is doing. He said, and we know Jesus is the name above every name. Jesus has been given dominion. He's saying, I have that dominion. And so if you use my name, you'll have that same dominion. You'll have that same power. The same thing I can do, you can do. I'm giving you my name to use. Back in the medieval days, I, I like medieval times. I love castles. I love knights, all of that kind of stuff. I really love that time period. When we went to England, all I wanted to do was go see castles. And she said, well, another castle? I said, yes, another castle. <laughs> Lord, the Duke. And I want to go hear all about the Duke, all of that. <laughs> love all of that. <laughs> I read all of that stuff. I really love that stuff. If they would come arrest you, he would, he would say, stop in the name of the king. 
He wasn't arresting you in his own right. He didn't have authority to arrest you. The king had authority. He was the highest authority in the land. He was coming in the king's name. He, he, he had the ability to confiscate the sheriff or the constable, whoever it was, had the ability to do things on behalf of the king. Same idea, right? Even now, stop in the name of the law, right? You don't hear that too much anymore, but in the name of the law, right? So the governing official who has the ability to do these things has given authority, delegated authority to the sheriffs, to the police officers to do things on their behalf. God has given Jesus dominion over everything. Jesus, in turn, has given us delegated authority to use his name. Amen. To use his name, right, to, uh, in, in, in every facet, right? And so we must start to use his name. We, we, we can't, because I, I know, I start to, I remember using Jesus' name for everything, and then you kind of stop, so you kind of do it for certain things. I need to get back to using the name of Jesus. Hey, you the pastor? I know, I know. I need to get back to using the name of Jesus almost every other word, not to sound goofy, but it's so powerful, and, and so, and, 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 and what it'll actually do, and, and, and in every situation, it's applicable, no matter what you're facing, when you'll deploy the name of Jesus. I'm telling you. Say in the name of Jesus. Right? There's power behind that name. So he's saying, whatever you ask, do it in my name. That I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 16, 24. John 16, 24. Jesus says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. He said, ask and you will receive, that your joy may be filled. Another virgin says, you haven't done this before. Some of you have never done this before. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy, right? Up until now, you haven't done this, but use my name. It's incredible that Jesus is telling us that we are to use his name. We are to use his name, the name that has been given to us. When we're born again into the family of God, the right to use the name and the privilege to use, it comes in the new birth, right? So when you get born again, if you're a born again child of God, you now have the ability to use that name. Well, you should, can I, am I allowed to use that name? Yes. If you have prayed the prayer to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you now have the ability to use that name. I forget about ability, the permission to use that name. You've been given permission to use that name, the name above every name. Say the name above every name. Every time we call on that name, God in heaven sees us through the eyes of Jesus. We can use his name in getting anything we want. And just like any power of attorney, Jesus gave us the power to use his name while he was still on this earth. Like I said before, John 16, 24. So I want to look at different places um, and different examples of the use of the name of Jesus uh, throughout the Gospels. And we'll just get what we can out. And I feel the, the impression to pray for some people here at the end of this service. And we'll hook back up next week. Uh, but go to Luke chapter 10, verse 17. So you'll see over and over throughout the scriptures, you'll see in my name, in Jesus' name, or in his name, right? So we're going to look at some examples uh, along these lines. Luke 10, 17, we'll start there. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. 
even the demons are subject to us in your name. They're not subject to me. They're subject to your name. Uh, I can't stop. You think about a police officer stopping a car. If I go out there to stop traffic, the traffic is going to roll right through me. Like, Who is this guy thinking he is stopping traffic? But if I go out there with a badge, they're going to listen to me because they know I have authority. You can try to stop the demonic stuff going on in your home and in your life. It ain't going to happen. But if you'll use the name of Jesus, come on, demonic power has to bow to the name of Jesus. Every demon in hell has to bow to the name of Jesus. Come on, amen. Every demonic power has to bow to the name of Jesus. Mark 16, write these down. As you turn into them, I think it's important that you turn to them, but write these down. You need to have these down. You need to know the authority that you have as a believer. Listen, spiritual authority of the believer is not just something that, that, that is, well, if I do it, I do it. No, it's, you, need to, you need to walk in your authority. It's not, a, it's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity in the day we're living in. Walking in your authority is a necessity if you're going to walk in any kind of victory. Am I right? In any kind of victory, you're going to need to know who you are. You're going to need to know the authority you have. Otherwise, you're going to struggle in this life. You're going to struggle in this life. The devil will run you ragged if you don't understand that you have dominion over him in the name of Jesus. Luke, what, am I, what did I say? Mark 16? Mark 16, 17 through 18. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. Every satanic oppression must surrender to the name of Jesus. I declare right now, every satanic oppression flowing in your life must surrender right now to the name of Jesus, must cease and desist. Every torment of the enemy or, uh, to anyone under the sound of my voice must cease and desist in the name of Jesus. You bow your knee to the name of Jesus. Depression, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. Anxiety, I command you to go in the name of Jesus. You must bow your knee. Cancer, I command you to shrivel up and die in the name of Jesus. I speak to everybody in this place, and I command it to function the way it was created to function in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you receive it, shout hallelujah. Amen. Every satanic oppression must surrender to the name of Jesus. Amen. Get that on the inside of you. This is not some gimmick. This isn't some, well, wave a wand. No, this is the name above every name. The name of Jesus. Use the name. Get, man, get used to deploying that name quickly. Don't let it be something you do down the road. Let it be the first thing come out of your mouth. In the name of Jesus. If I get up, my back hurts. I don't... In the name of Jesus. Well, I don't feel no. I don't care if I don't feel no. I don't go by what I feel. I, don't go, I go by what I believe. What I believe will change how I feel. What I believe will change what I feel. My, my, my body has to come into line with what I believe. I believe in the name of Jesus. Healing power in the name of Jesus. I'm about to show you about that. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. The name of Jesus. The wonderful name of Jesus. Oh, thank you for the wonderful name of Jesus. How glorious is that name. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful name of Jesus. What makes the name of Jesus wonderful? There's wonders in the name of Jesus. Wonders. Acts chapter 3, verse 6. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. 
But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <laughs> Come on. In the name of Jesus, Woo-hoo. Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Some people like to, you know, the, the whole name, whatever you want to do is fine. I'm not so much a Nazareth, but you do whatever you want. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Come on, healing, the healing power of God is resident in the name of Jesus. The healing power of God abides in the name of Jesus. He said, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. What happened? He got up. Oh, come on, he leaped and he walked, man. He, he got right up. Healing power in the name of Jesus. Come on, I believe the word of God. I'm a believer. Are you a believer? I'm a believer of the word of God. I believe it. <laughs> I made up my mind. I'm believing. I'm a believer. I believe. That's what I do. I believe. What do you do for a living? I believe. I believe the word. I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in the power of God. I'm telling you, I'm a living testimony, man. I'm a living testimony of the power of God. If it were not for the name, if it were not for his grace, if it were not for his mercy, I'd be in a box somewhere six feet under. Telling you, I'm telling you right now, the power of Jesus has been, it will pull you out of the deepest pit, no matter how far gone you are. If you'll deploy the name of Jesus, things will start to turn in your life. Amen. I see situations turning in the name of Jesus. I see your situation turning in the name of Jesus. The name above every name. Thank you, Lord. Healing power resides in the name of Jesus. Acts 3.16. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. In the name of Jesus, every weakness is converted to strength this morning. I declare every weakness in this room, every weakness in your body is converted into strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Every weakness is converted to strength this morning. Second part of that verse says, yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Perfect soundness. Let me just say this. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, every weak ear opens up in the name of Jesus. I declare perfect soundness to your body in the name of Jesus. Wholeness and soundness, just like we just read. We declare it comes to pass right now in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it, shout amen. 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 Let me read that scripture one more time. Get this in your spirit. And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. The name of Jesus will make you strong. And will strengthen you, will quicken you. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Right? When you're feeling weak, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling, you know, like you can't go forward, that's when you tap on that name. In the name of Jesus, strengthen me right now. In the name of Jesus, quicken me right now. Come on, amen. It'll quicken your mortal body. Strengthen you. Make you into complete soundness. Your body, complete soundness in your body. The doctor gives you a report, this, that, and the third. Thank you, doctor. I appreciate it. But in the name of Jesus, 
soundness in my body. Soundness in my body. My leg is weak. I command it to be strong in the name of Jesus. My back is weak. I command it to be strong in the name of Jesus. Oh, we have the name of Jesus, folks. The name of Jesus. You've been given that authority. You've been delegated that authority to use the name of Jesus. Praise God. The name of Jesus is the rod of authority in the hands of the believer. It's the rod of authority. You carry a rod, the name of Jesus. A rod in your hand, walking around with a rod. The name of Jesus. Authority, strength, power. Authority, strength, power. Come on again, don't, don't, don't just, no, no, there's power in the name of Jesus. How many hear what I'm saying? I, it's a, it, I'm, we're not rushing this. We're not rushing. We're not rushing. First of all, we're American. We're not rushing. <laughs> that was funny, right, Viviana? <laughs> She's rolling. That's my dad joke. I beat that one dead. So <laughs> with Elisa. Go to Proverbs 18:10. <laughs> Don't be rushing me. I ain't rushing. I'm American. <laughs> I love Russia. I'm just <laughs> Proverbs 18:10. Man, this scripture right here. Proverbs 18:10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Listen to this. The righteous run to it and are safe. That goes back to man, any danger, anything comes up, anything you're facing, where well, you ain't even have time to quote scripture in the name of Jesus. The name, the name alone is a strong tower. Come on, it, those who run to it are safe. I've heard testimonies of people getting ready to get, you know, car accident, get ready to hit something. In the name of Jesus, angels come. In the name of Jesus, in one second, the fire of God starts to, a, a wall of protection around you. Come on. In the name of Jesus, in one second, angels come and swoop you right out of that situation. You need to teach your kids to call upon the name of Jesus. You get some pervert, some weirdo trying to grab your kid. In the name of Jesus, whoa, the wall goes up. Come on, amen. Come on, amen. You need to teach your kids the name of Jesus. Somebody tries to come do, do something in the name of Jesus. Strong tower, a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of Jesus, man. I'm telling you, man. Jesus. The first thing that comes out of your mouth shouldn't be, oh, shoot. Or what? It should be Jesus. You're about to, you're about to hit something. You're about to do something, whatever, an accident. Jesus. That needs to come up out of your spirit. The only, the only way it's coming out of your spirit is if you've been feeding on this, if this is a revelation, if you have an understanding of this, if you've been deploying this, if you've, you've intentionally started to practice this, right? That's the only way. Because what is on the inside of you will come out when you're squeezed. Bottom line, what you're putting in will come out. I squeeze an orange, I ain't getting apple juice. I'm getting orange juice. That's what's on the inside. When a Christian is squeezed... What's coming? If you're squeezed, what's going to come out of you? I'm going to pose that question to you. If you are squeezed right now, what's coming out of you? If pressure, pressure comes your way, if an attack comes your way, what's coming out of you? Come on, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Jesus. 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 The name of the Lord is a strong tower. 
Woo! The righteous run to it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Come on, you may not have time to quote scriptures. Come on, but that, that wall of fire is built in one second when you call on the name of Jesus. I love it. My, my, my wife started teaching Elisa that early, early. And not too long ago, I heard her telling her again, anything ever comes up, you, what are you going to say? Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I heard about the missionary who was down in Mexico. I forget his name. A miser? I forget. You know what I'm talking about? He was down in Mexico, and I think he just got done with a meeting, and he had an offering with him. He had the, the offering that the church had given him, and he picked somebody up. I think he picked up. The details a little fuzzy, but you'll get the idea. He picks up a hitchhiker, which I don't know why you would ever do that. I ain't picking up no hitchhiker. Jesus or no Jesus, no hitchhikers. <laughs> I ain't picking up no hitchhiker. You are walking. If I see you like this, you're walking. <laughs> you're crazy picking up a hitchhiker. You're out of your mind. That's only New Yorkers ain't picking up no hitchhiker. I'll tell you that right now. Gorn, are you picking up a hitchhiker? No, he ain't picking up no hitchhiker. Mr. Pagano, are you picking up a hitchhiker? No, he ain't picking up no hitchhiker. <laughs> I didn't think so. There's <laughs> some crazy people. But yeah, come on in. Yeah, where are you going? Out of your mind. <laughs> so the missionary has the offering, picks up a hitchhiker. Crazy. The hitchhiker pulls a gun on him and says, give me the offering. And he, uh-uh. he ain't giving him the offering. He starts to witness to him. He calls on the name of Jesus. Shots are fired. He said the bullets just went drop, drop. Just imagine bullets getting shot at you. Like a force field called on the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Come on. Boom, boom. A force field went up. A force field went up. Bullets just dropping. Just dropping. Called on the name of Jesus. You ain't got time for that. Jesus. You're dead. You start, ah, you're dead. You're done. Nothing wrong with that. You're going to heaven. But I ain't trying to go just yet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Come on, say, I'm righteous. I am in right standing. With God. God. Say the name name. above every name. name. Jesus. Jesus. Come on, amen. Glory to God. The name above every name. Jesus. And I'm not going to open up this whole other realm. I'm going to pray for people. But I'll talk about this next week. But I just, just, just a little bit. I want to talk about just a little bit. What really, really irks me. And some of you do it. Maybe you've been taught this way. And, and I don't know. I've never heard nobody talk about this. And I'm not even trying to make, I don't know if I'm trying to make a doctrine out of it. Maybe I am. I don't know. But when people pray and they go, in his name. You know, when you pray, uh, in his name. Uh, uh, in, in what? I, in, say the name of Jesus. Stop saying, in your name I pray. No, in the name of Jesus I pray. Are you with me, Pastor Marlene? I heard you say amen to that. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Well, Lord, uh, in your name we pray. Well, no, man, stop saying it. In the name above every name, in the name of Jesus. Start using the name of Jesus. The power isn't in your name. The power is in the name of Jesus. The book says it this way, the Bible, because it's explaining some things. But when you're praying, you got to pray in the name of Jesus. I'm going to say amen to that. How, how many of you are with me? Who's not with me? Let me see. 
You know what I mean? Like that, when I hear that, I'm like, use the name. I said, when I pastor, I'm going to teach that. <laughs> when you pastor your church, you teach what you want to teach. But the name of Jesus, that's where the power is. I don't know who taught that or where that came from, what denomination that came from, but I guarantee you it ain't no Pentecostal denomination. Because the Pentecostals love the name of Jesus. And let me tell you something, this is a Pentecostal church. In case you didn't know by now, this is a Pentecostal church. Not in the sense that we, you know, we don't wear makeup and, and all of that. No, no, no. We believe in the Pentecostal gifts. The move of the Holy Ghost. Come on. We believe in praying in tongues. We believe in the name of Jesus. We believe in healing. We believe in the whole Bible, the whole council. Amen. If that ain't the church you're looking for, huh? Because this is a Pentecostal church. We ain't ashamed of that. We do things with excellence and we do other things. We, you know, we love life. But we believe in the power of God. No power. Shut this down, man. I'm not trying to have a church dried up, no power, no, no spirit moving, no, no. We believe in the Pentecostal gifts, praise God. What does that mean? Pentecostal means, means uh, 50, 50 days after the resurrection, right? Jesus went, uh, got raised from the dead, or 50 days after the, the resurrection, the Holy Spirit came, right? So Pentecost means we believe in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> As pastor, some, some people say the Holy Ghost, some people say the Holy Spirit. I like Holy Ghost. A little, little edgy, right? Holy Ghost. The name above every name. Highly recommend you get this book, The Wonderful Name of Jesus. Hey, this is Pastor Joe. And before you go, I want to pray with you to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is your opportunity to be 100% sure that heaven will be your eternal home. It's very simple. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you mean business with God, he means business with you. I want you to pray this very simple but powerful prayer and mean it with all your heart. Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that you are crucified and God raised you from the dead. I believe that you are the Son of God. I repent of all my sin, and I ask for your forgiveness. I give you my life. Do something with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. The Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you just prayed that prayer. The next step is to find a good, strong, local church. If you live anywhere near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, we invite you to join us at Life in Christ every Sunday at 10 a.m. We have some of the best people on planet Earth. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. listening to the Life in Christ Church podcast. Help us to continue to share the message of faith with those all over the world. Visit licchurch.com forward slash give to partner with us today.